Why was Star Trek successful? Why? It had good genes. Good morning, Internet! This is The Final Frontier, a Trexphere podcast for all your fun fan film facts and figures. I am Bill Allen, a.k.a. the guy in the red shirt, and joining me in the studio today is our fearless leader, Adam Mullen. Hello, hello. And our special guest today, Monday's warrior, a mean, mean ride, Leslie Sawyer has a mean, mean stride. (laughs) You got it. You know that. (laughs) Well, uh, do we want to go over news, or do we just want to jump right into the interview? Um, well, uh, let's see the, the, the third, uh, Trek short recently hit. Mm-hmm. And by the, uh, by the time this comes out, the fourth one might have already hit too. They're just moving right along. Yep. The, um, CBS filed its response to the, uh, lawsuit from the video game dude regarding the, the guy's claim that it was plagiarized. Oh, the tardigrade. Yeah, the uh, short version, they they said it all in nice, proper legalese, but the short version is this dude's lying, we didn't rip nothing off, we have no clue who he is, he's making it all up, and this whole case should be dropped. Uh, they're set to hear arguments sometime in January wow. before a judge, so that's proceeding apace unless that everybody settles before then. Hmm. Do we have any other news? I think that's it. All right, that's pretty short. Well, uh, let's see here. How about we go to my joke, because I kind of really want to really tell that, and I forgot to bring it up here. Oh, and the dog. They heard the UPS. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Hey, Leslie. So you told me that TOS is your favorite series of Star Trek. Is that correct? It is correct. Yes, it is. All right. So I like to do a trivia question. Uh so in TOS episode of Mock Time, who did the Pring marry instead of Spock? Was it Saval, Solkar, Solok, or Stan? And we don't need to an answer right now. We'll come back to it later. So it's just kind of, you know, for you to think about. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mull it over, right? Yeah, yeah, just in case you need that time. Uh, shall we jump right into the interview? Sure, let's just go jumping right in. All right, since our our time is limited here. (laughs) All right, so how did you first get into Star Trek? Uh, My father actually um, was way into science fiction. He just loved it. And he, um, in fact, I was really, really little, but I actually do remember, uh, I'm going to be dating myself here, but I actually really do remember the commercials of them talking about Star Trek. All they showed was the ship and the word Star Trek. That's all. Nothing else. And it was like a little thing, you know, boldly go where no one's gone before or something. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit about it. But I knew right away that it was something my dad would like. And I'm like, Dad, I think you're going to really like this show. It looks like it's going to be, you know, something you'd like. So anyway, the bottom line is we would watch it together. And I would sit on his lap. 
I didn't understand what was going on at all. And I remember I, I bugged him to death with it. Like, how come he did that? What's going on? And he was just like, okay, would you just be quiet and let me watch the show? I'll explain it later. I'll just explain it later. But all I knew was I was so fascinated by the special effects, the lasers, you know, the, the phasers going off and the transporter room and on all the cool, you know, sound effects and everything and, and the aliens. I mean, I was just like enthralled. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I just, so I, I, I'm so fond of those memories, uh, cause unfortunately my dad did pass away a few years ago, but, um, I'm, but I just, yeah, I've just loved Star Trek as far back as almost I can remember. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, uh, we already answered what your favorite series is, but is that, is that why TOS is your favorite series? Cause, uh, watching it with your father? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's your childhood. I think, I think for anybody, you know, whatever age they are at, whatever mm-hmm. their first series was, I would think probably is, ends up just being their favorite. I mm-hmm. mean, I could be totally wrong about that, but, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, there's something about TOS that is very near and dear to my heart. And, uh, and uh, it'll just, it'll always be seriously just, mm-hmm. you know, my favorite. My favorite series. Do you have a favorite film? Well, um, you know, unfortunately, I'm probably going to be like so boring <laughs> when it comes to that because <laughs> it's pretty much what everybody, you know, I think says. Uh, I love The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just, I mean, that's, let's face it, I mean, I think out of all the Star Trek films that have been made, that one's just, you know, the obvious choice. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just such great movie from beginning to end everything about it the music and just everything the the whole idea the whole concept that they were able to think of that i think is just brilliant and um and actually actually going back to tos uh again sounding really boring uh my favorite episode with tos was trials uh, was trouble with tribbles but Mm. what i loved that was how it got they did the same thing on uh, deep space nine with mm-hmm. trials and tribulations where they were able to link those two episodes together and i just love that i just mm-hmm. think that is so creative and so genius i just it's just so awesome <laughs> just loved it uh have you been watching the new series discovery you know i'm a bad girl uh i'll be honest with you i did watch an episode of it and i guess because i'm so old school <laughs> i you know what the main thing i couldn't get over was how they have made the klingons look mm-hmm. i'm like that's not a klingon i'm like <laughs> why did you do that <laughs> and it, there's just something about it that just i don't know I, it was just so hard for me to adjust mm-hmm. to it a whole look and feel of um i've got some friends that love it, they absolutely love it. And I really honestly should try to give it, give it a try. Because you know what? My same feelings were that for, uh, when Enterprise, the TV mm-hmm. show Enterprise came. I tried to watch it and I'm like, eh, nah, I just can't get into this. But it's so weird. But it's like years later, I kind of started to watch it and I'm like, well, this really actually is not too bad. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking these characters. So it's, I, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows what it is? But uh, I have to let Discovery, I think, become an old show, and mm-hmm. then I'll like it. <laughs> uh, that's why I remember when uh, Enterprise was airing, uh, a lot of people were like, oh, this isn't Star Trek. 
you know, and uh, and then now it's been off the air for what, like 12, 13 years. People love it. Uh, and yeah. so I kind of feel like that's what will happen with discovery uh, right. in about, you know, 10 years time. People will just absolutely love it that didn't like it or whatever. You know, it will it will seem better than what people thought when it was airing. Exactly. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's like fine wine. It, yeah. it, it, it ages. It seems to somehow get better. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think yeah. if if you if you do watch Discovery like all the way through, you'll you know it will give you a better I don't know better impression of of what it is. You know, and then you'll really will know. You know, is it something you really don't like or do? Because right. yeah, there you know it it is different. Uh, and I got over the Klingons because the Klingons have changed so much. You know, through the different series. Uh, okay. that it was easy for me to accept. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool with what they did. Um, and they had some, some really nice nods to the other series. Uh, and so it, I don't know, I, I really like it, but I totally yeah. get why, you know, why other people don't, you know, that it is different. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if in a few years I'll probably binge watch it and I'll be like, oh, my God, this really was a really good series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bill, do you have any questions? Uh, not yet. Not yet. But I mean, yeah, I agree. Star Trek always is ahead of its time. It takes about 10 years for people to appreciate something that's come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. a very good point. I think Star Trek, that's why when TOS came out, the the ratings were terrible. It was ahead of its time. It's. I feel like Star Trek just. It's there. It's always ahead of its time. Yeah. That's why yeah. people have to kind of catch up to it mm-hmm. <laughs> to then appreciate it. It's yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, so moving right, right along here, how did you become involved uh, with the Sons of Kirk? Well, you know what? I got to tell you that uh, social media is a wonderful thing. Uh, it. it <laughs> I had the most uh, interesting experience. I am uh, an, an aspiring actress, and so on my Facebook page, you know, I put down there that I'm an actress, mm-hmm. uh, along with other things. Um, I'm also a certified snake handler, and I'm also a falconeer and wow. a cosplayer. So wow. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I guess I don't know if it was because of that I put down that I'm an actress. Who knows? I don't know what it was. All I know is that one day a, a gentleman, you know, sent me a friend request. Not a friend request, but anyway, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So, I, But I saw I, what I always do is I don't just instantly click, okay, I'll be your friend. I go on their page and you know, just to make sure. So usually what I like to do is I will accept friend requests if it's someone who is geek, like maybe they're a cosplayer, Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or they're an actor. They're they're in the business. Uh, well, it turned out, you know, he said that he was an actor and all that. So I'm like, okay. So I accepted his friend request. And he started talking to me, and it was just, you know, just like getting to know you, whatever that kind of thing. He's like, I see you, you know, you're going to want to be an actress and all that stuff. And I'm, yeah. So it was just all small talk. And then one day in my newsfeed, I see this picture of him, dressed like Saval, and I did not. <laughs> Next to two. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it. I'm horrible with names. That's my problem. I am terrible with names. So Gary Graham did not ring a bell with me at all. <laughs> oh, and I even told him. I told him I had no idea who you were. And he's like, well, to be honest with you, I'm really glad that you didn't know who I was because 
you were, it's like a genuine friendship. I mean, you like, you wanted to talk to me just because you thought I was an actor or whatever. You didn't realize really who I was. So he's yeah. like, I'm actually glad you didn't know who I was. And we, cause we had already kind of become friends on Facebook and, um, and I'm like, Oh my God. Then I'm like, I'm trying not to be freaking out. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. You know, Oh my God. Oh my God. This is the guy. Oh my God. I had no idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But anyway, it was it was really kind of cool because, um, you know, he he got a sense with my personality, with the you know doing the cosplay and all that kind of stuff, that I was you know a very a really nice, genuine, down to earth you know person, and um, so I it was it was just weird. I mean, he just he eventually he said, would you be interested in um, being my personal assistant when I do. Uh, Las Vegas when I'm in Las Vegas and uh, I then I also told him about uh, Treklanda and it just so happened it was just a fluke in a way he actually had to come to Atlanta for a a movie premiere uh, he was in the movie Champion which is an excellent movie by the way anyway he had to come here because it was filmed in in Georgia and uh it just so happened that that weekend when he had to go to that film premiere, Trek Lana was going on. So I was, I ended up being his uh, personal assistant at Trek Lana for that. And then, yeah. And then he's, when I actually at that, he asked me, would you be interested in helping me out in, in Las Vegas? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so, um, the rest of they say is history. It's like I went out there a couple of years ago and helped him with that. And he was, you know, really happy with, you know, how well I was able to handle things and how well I was able to handle, you know, the fans and, and dealing with all that stuff and keeping things organized. And uh, his band, I mean, that's how I discovered his band, because they are actually the house band for the, the Las Vegas convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are amazing. They are so good. Uh, so I came up with the idea. I actually said, Gary, I said, I see, I, um, have a, a Sith cheerleader costume. I'm, I'm actually a Sith cheerleader. Uh, I, I have to admit I'm, a, I am a cheerleader for Darth Vader. Um, I'm a jack of all trades. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, I, cause his, you have t-shirts, uh, for the sons of Kirkland that they wear and I said, I can, the colors of your shirt match the skirt for my cheerleader. How can I be a cheerleader for the Sons of Kirk? I've never heard of a band that have cheerleaders associated with them. And he loved that idea. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's really great. So I actually have gotten some other gals involved. Uh, and last year, we actually, routine, while his band was playing up on stage, we went, we went in front of the stage and we did like a little rock and roll thing with our pom poms and we're dancing around and oh god, it was hysterical. It was really hysterical. So we're so we started the Sons of Kirk cheerleader squad. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, about so how long ago was it uh, that Gary contacted you? Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about maybe three years ago, okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're 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 just we're buddies. We're we're just friends, and you know he's just he's such a great guy. He's so nice. 
uh, to his fans. And I just feel honestly just blessed and really privileged. It's like the whole thing just sort of fell in my lap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I just, it's just one of those kind of amazing things that ended up happening to me. And uh, I'm, I'm actually really, really grateful. And, uh, and the other thing too, that um, what happened was, is now, you know, because we're friends, he, he's, dealing with this thing with, uh, you know, Axanar. Mm -hmm. And um, he was in town recently for that, and I was his personal assistant when he went to Axicon. Uh, and, you know, it's they're, they're working on it. And so as a result, you know, I actually got to meet all the people that are involved with making Axanar, oh, wow. uh, Alexander's and mm -hmm. some other, you know, people. And uh, so I... Then I became like a volunteer. One of the one of the people that's working on the um, sets said, "Hey, would you like to come on out and you know I can give you a tour of the set if you want?" Or you know I said, "Well, hey, I would love to if I if you guys need any help. I mean, there's not like a lot I can do. I, I know how to paint, <laughs> you know." <laughs> and, but you no, know, they said, "Hey, no, we're we'll, we'll we can have we can put you to work." So um, so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go out there and. Uh, because this set is actually here in the Atlanta area, and I actually used to live in the suburb of where the set is uh, years ago, and so um, so yeah, I'm going to go out there and help them with the putting putting the X in our uh, set together. Very cool. But, yeah, so I mean, it's just it's really interesting how all this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, I'm going to take a wild guess here and uh, and say that Saval is your favorite Enterprise character. Oh yes, <laughs> Oh yeah, Saval is definitely the guy. He is he is my the go to for sure. For I, I sure. think he, uh, at first when he was introduced, you know, I, I I didn't like him as a character because I thought, well, he's kind of you know he's he's that stereotypical Vulcan. But as the series went on, I was like, you know, I really enjoy Saval and I wanted to see him more. I think Gary did a really good job portraying that character. Yeah, you know, I did too. And what is so fascinating, again, you know, when I get to go to these conventions with him, I'm not always privy to seeing him in his panel because I have to be at his table. Mm -hmm. uh, but there have been a couple of times where I've actually been able to go see him in a panel. And he will talk about uh, what happened with that whole thing. And he said that when he was offered the role of Saval, he, the day of the shooting, he actually said uh was was talking oh god you know again i'm so i i apologize i'm so horrible with names uh he was talking to the director and he said you know look i'm what 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 is how do i act <laughs> he's like i i'll be honest with you i didn't really watch star trek i don't really i'm not quite sure he had a very hard time getting a handle hmm. on the character and and actually how he should portray Soval. And um, so, you know, the director kind of gave him Vulcan 101 <laughs> lessons <laughs> and kind of explained to him what Vulcans were and, you know, how a Vulcan should be. So it's interesting. It's like if you were to, like, you, in a way what you said, well, I didn't really care for his character at first, whatever. Gary had to kind of learn in a way how to become Soval. And 
eventually, I think when he had a really good understanding of the character and he really, really understood what all it was about and how to portray Saval, that's when I think then you're getting the the uh, perception that, oh, my gosh, he really pulled it off great. He really did a great job hmm. because that's when really, I think, kind of really understood, you know, how yeah. to how to portray the character. Um, being a Vulcan is really, really not an easy character to portray because when you think about it, they are highly emotional, mm-hmm. very highly emotional. That's why they had to learn how to, you know, sequester those feelings and kind of keep them, just deaden them, bury them deep inside. But they're, you know, no, they're not kidding anybody, okay? They're mm-hmm. <laughs> supposed to be still there. <laughs> they really are, you know. So you kind of have to act like you have emotion, but yet not. Mm-hmm. It's you know, So uh, I, I think it's actually a very difficult character to portray well. Yeah. To portray well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bill, do you have any follow-up questions? Um, I don't know. I will just say it took me a while to get into liking Saval because it's like I remembered Gary Graham from playing Detective Sykes on the Alien Nation series, and I just kept thinking, I want more Sykes. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that because uh, I did. I remember watching Alien Nation, and again, it's like I just did not put together, even though he had a profile picture on Facebook. I'm thinking, yes, why? Why for one second, you know, celebrity contacted me and me on Facebook. You know, I just, I just put the two together. I'm like, wow, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, a lot of the, his fans when they see Las Vegas, a lot of them remember obviously from that show and they wish they could bring it back. And he's like, hey, if they brought it back, I'd be more than happy to be sexy, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, his, his, his this band they currently write are working on a CD. Uh, they all original music. Gary actually writes a lot of his one of his bandmates um, who plays guitar, Mike uh, Thompson. He's very talented. He is amazingly talented. In fact, actually, all the guys in the band are incredibly talented. Uh, he, I think, he's written one or two songs also. Uh, but all the music is original and uh, and obviously do have something to do with Star Trek. They're all mm-hmm. Star Trek related songs. Um, but yeah, they're they're in the studios right now putting it together and hopefully they'll be coming out with it very soon. I know that the, the plans are to have it come out very, very soon. He's got some music on YouTube. Uh, if you just type in Sons of Kirk, you can mm-hmm. up some of their music, but it's it's that that music the the lyrics are original, but the the he he couldn't sell any of the songs or anything like that for copyright reasons because a lot of the melodies are melodies that, from other songs that already exist. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. But um, but no, they they're very popular with the fans, and uh, I really think once he gets his CD out of all you know original songs and music. Uh, he'll really, really, the, the band will really will take off. I, I really believe that because they are just, <laughs> I, I really was blown away <laughs> at how incredibly talented they are. So moving yeah. right along here because of, uh, of time. Uh, yeah. so you've been in, uh, uh, a few Star Trek fan films, correct? Yes, I have. Uh, so what did you, or what, what made you want to be 
in fan films? Well, you know what? Um, I, I honestly, I hadn't been thinking about it all that much because I was like concentrating on, on just, you know, getting myself out there acting. Uh, one of my very first background acting gigs was actually on Jumanji and it so happened I met a gentleman. Uh, his name is Larry Fleming, and he actually has done many, many, many fan films. And oh, yeah. he, I don't know how we got on the subject of it, but we somehow got on the subject of Star Trek and then him working on fan films. I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to be able to be on a, in a fan film. That would be so much fun. And then I tried. I actually tried. You would think it would be so easy to get, involved in these Star Trek fan films, but what I learned was that they already sort of have their group of people that they like to work with, and I really wasn't able to get involved in it. As luck would have it, uh, Larry uh, was working on a Star Trek fan film with a gentleman by the name of Randy Landers, Mm -hmm. and his lead actress in the film was being way too much of a diva, and Randy was getting really out of patience with her. He had already filmed 60% of the movie he was working on, and she was giving him all kinds of grief, and he was like, you know what, if you aren't going to show up on time and do what you're supposed to do, I'm I'm going to have to just let you go. She's like, you will never let me go because you've already shot most of this film and who in the world would you be able to find to replace me? And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And he said, you know what? You're fired. Wow. And she couldn't couldn't believe it. But anyway, at that point, Randy's freaking out (laughs) because he's like, I have to finish making this movie and now I've got to start from scratch all over again with a whole other actress. And he was talking to Larry about what happened. And Larry said, well, you know what? I know this gal who would be perfect for the role. And she's dying to be in a Star Trek fan film. So then Randy, he gave him my information. And Randy contacted me and said, you know what? Filming, I've got to film it this coming weekend. I know this is really short notice for you. It was only five-day notice. And he's like, I can send you the script. So in five days, I had all this dialogue I had to try to memorize And it figures that whole week I was working on, um, because I'm core background on Dynasty, which means I'm just always on that show. Uh, But I'm uh, a house house staff, which is I'm a maid. I'm a maid for the Carringtons. Uh, But anyway, I was on that on Dynasty all week. And so I'm like, okay, I told him I would do it, that I could do it. Um, But yeah, that was that was quite a hustle for me to try to be just trying to learn all that dialogue and I'm working on another show. And then I had to drive to Alabama, which is about two and a half hours away from me is where Randy lives, but we did it. We got it done. And, uh, Randy was extremely happy with, um, how it turned out. So the, if anybody wants to see the episode, <laughs> it's called, <laughs> uh, crown jewels of acts and Thoris. And no, it's really a crazy last <laughs> It's X-A-N-T-H-A-R-U-S. So I think it's pronounced Axantharis is how it's pronounced. But it was a lot of fun. I had a ball. And then, as they say, I mean, it's just amazing how then it was a domino effect. Then other directors started hearing about me, and I got contacted by another uh, gentleman 
uh, who actually just got done making his very, very first uh, Star Trek fan film, which has become a huge, huge hit. He's got, gosh, I think, I don't know, I think he's close to about 150,000 hits, and it's only been out for, uh, I think, maybe three weeks now, something like that. Um, but, yeah, his... His name is uh, Joshua Michael Irwin, and he filmed uh, a movie called uh, Ghost Ship, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. It is really, really good. But when he contacted me, of course, I'm going to sound like somewhat of a diva at this point. He was like, I want, I want you to be um, background. Uh, I really need a zombie, and I make a, I am a very good zombie. I've been on Walking Dead and everything, but he wanted me just to be like the, the lead zombie. And I'm like, Oh, but you know, I really want dialogue. <laughs> and he's like, I promise you, I promise you that if you do this for me, the next movie I do, you're going to have dialogue. Okay. I promise I'll make you, I'm going to have you be, uh, you know, communications officer. And I was like, okay. I mean, it sounded like it was going to be a really good quality production. He sent me his reel. He is a cinematographer. He really does know his stuff. And it was going to be filmed at Stage 9 Studios, which is in Kingsland, Georgia, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is amazing. It, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are very familiar, have, have probably heard of Stage 9 Studios. Cassie mm-hmm. uh, uh, runs it, and what an amazing experience it was. Those stages, you feel like you really are on the set of uh, TOS because it is, just the minutest details. It's just, it gave me goosebumps. I almost actually got, I got very teary eyed. Uh, it, it was just so amazing. So yeah, it was an amazing experience. Absolutely loved filming, filming that with uh, Joshua. Everybody on board was so, uh, very, very professional. Uh, yeah, it was just great. In fact, um, the, uh, the captain, uh, uh, Tyler Donovan, uh, was really, really good. Um, he plays the part of Captain Derek Mason, and uh, he made an excellent captain. And uh, Victoria Fox, she is amazingly talented. Um, she also was played a great part in that movie, and I was able to actually bring her on board uh, with another fan uh, production that's going on. Um, there's not a lot that I'm allowed to talk to uh about it um i can talk a little bit about it but uh i'm also going to be now involved in a audio series uh zahir al daud uh is doing a audio uh show uh called chronicle mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a fan, it's a fan audio production which will be out in the summer of 2019 and uh he was having a very difficult time actually finding the right voices for the characters, and uh, I'm ironically, I am going to be a Vulcan. Uh, my character, <laughs> yeah, my character's name is Vanel. So I actually talked to Gary, and I said, Gary, I think you're going to have to give me some pointers on how to be a, a Vulcan. And he said, Well, the only pointers I can give you is they do have pointy ears. <laughs> and I'm oh, you're funny, <laughs> you're really funny. Ah, but um, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, to Chronicle. I've read some of the scripts that Sahir has sent me and they are really, really good. Um, I, I, in fact, I'm wishing that it could be an actual fan film, mm-hmm. uh, because 
just it's like uh, you're on the edge of your seat with what's with what's going on in it. But yeah, I brought Victoria Fox in because um, I told because again, Zahir was having a really difficult time with a couple of the characters. He's like, do you know anybody? And I was like, well, you know, I just got done working with Victoria on uh, Ghost Ship and she actually helped to she produced Ghost Ship and worked with Joshua on that. And she's also a very good actress. And he was like, okay, well, ask her if she's, she'd be at all interested. So the bottom line is she auditioned for one of the characters, and he thought she was fantastic. So it, I, I just think it's so interesting how we can all kind of help each other. You know what I mean? In, mm-hmm. this, in, this, in this business, uh, you know, one person knows one person, and then, you know, little by little, it's, it's, it's just – it's really cool. But um, – but yeah, so I'm really, really uh, excited about uh, Chronicle because I think it's going to be a, a really, really great, great show. The scripts are excellent. So, so uh, yeah. oh, uh, full disclosure: we interviewed Randy uh, Landers uh, about actually it was a year ago. We interviewed him, and then we interviewed Ray Tessie a couple times uh, several months oh. ago, and then we yeah. interviewed David McDowell Blue, aka uh, Zahir. Uh, back in September, about Chronicle. Oh, see, it's like <laughs> we're all—it's almost like we're family. We're yep. all family, you know. Uh, well, yeah, you guys are family. I'm just here to do the name dropping. It's like, yeah, I met so and so from such and such fan film. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you really should. I'm not kidding. You, you really should probably interview um, Joshua Michael Irwin, who. Uh, who just got done, you know, doing this thing with the ghost ship. He's also going to be filming another Star Trek fan film. Uh, he did tell me his plans to do that is, uh, he's going to be starting up again late, uh, February will be, he's going to start working on the, on the next one. Uh, but he's, he's done a lot of things. Um, and he is obviously a huge, uh, Star Trek fan. And, uh, he put together, if, if, for all your listeners, if you have not seen ghost ship yet, you really should take a look at it because it's very inventive um, where, you know, they, they board a, a starship that everybody on there is dead, but eventually they kind of come to life. Uh, but they're, obviously everybody's on there is a zombie. And so it's sort of like Star Trek meets The Walking Dead. And it's it's really a very cool concept, and and he pulled it off really well. He did a great job. Hmm. It's very good. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so I guess of the fan productions you've been a part of, which one's your favorite? Oh, I'll be very honest with you. That definitely the one with Randy, mm-hmm. uh, with the crown jewels of uh, Angstaris, uh, was is definitely my favorite because. I play the part of Mona, and she actually, I guess, the actress that did her, he's done other Star Trek uh, fan films dealing with this character. Uh, but now I'm, he's going to be doing more with Mona, and she's an Orion. Uh, so I'm, I'm a green girl from Orion, and I'm very out there. I'm very flamboyant, and of course, you know how these Orion girls are. They love to try to seduce men, so... <laughs> I'm very like, oh, yes, oh, darling, you know, and oh, you know. So it's like I just, it's it was a very fun character to play, and I'm really looking forward to playing her again. Randy is definitely going to be doing another Mona film uh, later next year, and I told him I'm definitely on board uh, to doing it again. 
So that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, I just, I had a blast. It was so much fun playing that character and, and Mona is just, uh, she's hysterical. Awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so besides Chronicle, uh, are there any other productions that you're currently working on right now? Fan films? Uh, no, there are no fan films that I really am currently working on. Like I said, uh, Joshua is going to be doing another one at near the end of February where I'm going to be the communications officer mm-hmm. on one. Um, and like I said, Randy already wants me to be on board with Mona later in the year. Mm-hmm. I just got done working with Randy not too long ago on another film. This is, this is what cracks me up. I mean, originally I was supposed to be a Vulcan. And at the last minute, I mean, this is what happens with these fan films. The person who was actually one of the lead characters in the movie had to drop out, could not make it. So at the last second, with only two days, I only had two days to even look at the the lines of what said, okay, I'm scrapping. You're not going to be the Vulcan. We're not going to have you be that character. If you if you're okay, he did ask me if I, he didn't tell me. He said, "Are you okay with taking over the role of you know the other character?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that, no problem." <laughs> In the meantime, on the inside, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I only have two days to try to memorize all these lines." <laughs> but no, it all worked out great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I have to admit, I don't know exactly when it's due to come out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I love the role. It was a great role. Um, you know, I, I have a really uh, difficult scene with, uh, the captain of the, the ship. We get into a confrontation, you know, about something. And, you know, obviously I can't go into a lot of detail about the plot, but it was, it was, it's, it was a good, real good meaty scene. And so now, uh, he's like, okay, well, you've got that character, and so now there's going to be more episodes with that, and I'll be that character also in more future episodes. So awesome. that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bill, do you have any follow-up questions, or would you like to go to lightning round? Uh, no, I think you. we've covered every – well, I did have one question. Um I know they're still working on casting details and stuff for the uh, the next segment of the Axonar films. Uh, are, is there a chance you're going to be on screen for that, working side by side with Gary Graham? Or uh... well, you know what, <laughs> I would love to uh, do that. Um, I I honestly, right now as it stands, I don't know. I can't I can't sit here and say, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to be have some great screen time with Gary. Uh, because yeah, right now they it's definitely still they are still working on certain things with that, mm-hmm. uh, but they they know that I would love to be a part of it, and uh, Gary would love for me to be a part of it also. So we'll see, you know, we'll see. Um, but I just feel very privileged that I can go to that set and even work on it, and that uh, I can be a part of that in in any way, shape, or form, even if it's just I end up just helping out with painting the set or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but no, I mean, I'm, Hey, fingers crossed. You know, I have a feeling <laughs> I might be able to, uh, find myself, uh, on it, <laughs> but who knows? Right. All right, Bill, lightning round, lightning round. All righty. Let's try to make this, um, lightning, lightning. Yeah. All right. 
since you are a quote unquote cheerleader for a uh, band, uh, Laker girls or Dallas Cowgirls? Uh, Dallas. All righty. Ew. Okay. But okay. <laughs> and, and since it's a rock band, uh, ACDC or Metallica? Uh, I'm going to go with Metallica. All right. And you're working on Dynasty, but uh, what's your favorite? I mean, it's a nice remake, but what's your favorite of classic soaps? Oh, my gosh. My favorite classic soap, uh, As the World Turns. Hmm. Yeah, it's like I used to like General Hospital because they had a Bond supervillain in it. It was awesome. <laughs> well, actually, I got involved with As the World Turns because they had a. Gosh, I don't. I don't want to be politically incorrect. <laughs> they had a, a little person. Is that is that okay to say? <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Yes. A little person, um, and he was a bad guy, and he was called Mister Big, <laughs> which I thought was. I thought that was hysterical, and so that's actually how I started to watch uh, As the World Turns. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I got hooked on the exploits of Stefano during One Harsh Winter. It's like, the dude's a freaking Bond villain, kidnapping people, mind-wiping them, <laughs> programming assassins, secret yeah. underground lairs. Oh, my God, this oh. is awesome. Oh, remind me, that's Dark Shadows. Actually, Dark Shadows is my all-time favorite soap opera. That show was fantastic. <laughs> Dark Shadows. Barnabas Collins rocks. He rocks. Is that it for the lightning round, Bill? One more lightning round question. Since you, you've kind of run the gamut on fan film and fan film projects, you, you've done the, uh, the, the ghost ship semi-zombie story. You know, you, you, you've done Chronicle. You've done a couple others. Ideal Star Trek story you'd like to see or do in a fan film? Oh my gosh, ideal. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, um, if it was something ideal, I just I, I did a movie. It's not out yet. It's a it's an apocalyptic film, and I die in the arms of my daughter. And I don't know what it is about that, but I love death scenes. It's like if I could be involved in some sort of wonderful scene where, like that great scene where Kirk dies. You really see Kirk die, you know, and there's Picard right there and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. For me, I would love that. It's like, but then the problem is, well, you know what? It's not really a problem because then you could have some sort of a thing where you go, you travel in time, and you could change the whole destiny around, and then I don't die, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or you could just be, you know, one of nine kids in this family, and you get to die nine times. Yeah, yeah something like that, you know? So you want to be, cool. be the red shirt. That's cool. I do. I love it. It's it's just it's awesome to die. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Deep down, we all want to be red shirts. Yeah, yeah. I have a uh, a lightning question. So, since TOS is your favorite series, but uh, Enterprise has a special place in your heart, uh, Kirk or Archer? Who's your favorite captain? Oh gosh. Oh. Uh I really honestly I really do like them both. I like mm -hmm. them both a lot. 
Oh my god. Actually that's a real real tough one. Um maybe by a slight hair I'll I'm still going to go with Kirk. Mhm. Yeah, but it's just not by much. Not by much. <laughs> it really isn't. No, I mean I really like I like Archer a lot. I really do. Archer okay. probably is the closest captain to being the next Kirk. Yeah, I would agree. I really would totally agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's move on ahead uh, uh, to the the trivia question. Uh, so it was in the TOS episode of Mock Time. Who did Tapring marry instead of Spock? Was it Saval, Solkar, Solok, or Stan? Stan. I'm going to say Stan. Yep, you're both right, Stan. Uh, then the bonus question is, who played Saval? But, you know, we already know we that. Got, that's, that's kind of the, the uh, hook. <laughs> who was that? Who was that strange man? Oh, he's that guy, that guy. Yeah. Admiral Graham-Hemmen-Hemmen. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Down Periscope over the weekend, and I, 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 I am terrified that someday I may get an opportunity to interview Gary Graham and I'm gonna do that bit, Admiral Graham from the from the Down Periscope movie. That is such a cute movie. I love that movie. It's really cute. All right, now where did you pull? Because I, I recognize Soval, of course, was one of the the, the possible answers. Stan was the correct answer. Sokar is um, one of the bad guys from Stargate. What was the fourth? What was that other choice? <laughs> so, uh, well, this Sokar is uh, Spock's. Uh... What is he? Um, he uh, well, okay. So um, I'll start with Solok. Solok uh, was the Vulcan captain uh, who played. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he played baseball against Cisco. He uh, that Vulcan baseball team. And then okay. Solkar. Let's see here. I want to make sure I get this right. He's Spock's grandfather, or is it father? Um, no, no. He the guy um, who landed in first contact. Yeah. So he. Okay. Um, so Solkar, according to Memory Alpha, was the first Vulcan bastard Earth. Uh, he was the father of Skan, who was the grandfather of Sarek. So actually, he is the um, great-grandfather of Spock. Well, he wasn't that great, because we can barely <laughs> remember his name, but I don't think. How great could he have been? <laughs> so there you go. There's the answers. Uh, shall we wrap it up? Because I know you both have to leave very soon. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again, guys and gals. This has been another exciting episode of The Final Frontier, a Trexphere production. Join us next time for fun fan film facts and figures, and i got to come up with more F-words for this bit. And I need appropriate F-words, appropriate F-words. Uh, let's see, another F-word. Facebook, where you can like and follow us. Also, uh... You can find this in the iTunes Store and on Google Play and on YouTube. Are we on Google Play? Yes. Yes. All right. I thought so. Yes, we're on Google Play. We're on the iTunes Store and we're on YouTube. So I'd like to thank Adam Mullen. Oh, you're welcome. Special thanks to our guest, Leslie Sawyer. Oh, thank you very, very much and live long and prosper. And I am Bill Allen, a.k.a. the guy in the red shirt, and this has been The Final Frontier. Please join us next time as we lead our ragtag fleet on a long quest for a shining beacon known as Earth. <laughs>